Ladies and gentlemen, we are live. This is Offside Hockey Talk, where the Maple Leafs and hockey come to talk what's going on. I'm James, your host, and this right here will be breaking down what happened in Game 4. It was absolutely crazy what went on in Game 4. Obviously, lots of things to get into around the Maple Leafs now that Michael Bunting is back and allowed to play for the blue and white, but let's get it done. Play a little homage to the sponsor of the show. You see them up in the corner there. They are Boxing Rock Brewing Co. They're the absolute big beer for the big game. Looking forward to breaking down some of the things that are happening. Uh, Look, right here, we called it, okay? I posted the video. I said to all the guys on the intermission break, I'll see you here for overtime. And guess what? It was 4-1, and it ended up 4-4. I was so fired up. We had the reaction video with Pete. I had one with Dylan. I had one with Clark that I spoiled it for him. But it was absolutely beautiful. Obviously, winning an OT is huge. Now the Maple Leafs have the controlling destiny here. The Leafs have a 3-1 lead on the series and the opportunity now three different times to close it out to get the damn thing done, put the foot on the neck and end it. But guess what? We now have the opportunity to eliminate the Tampa Bay Lightning. And there will be no Eric Cernak in the lineup. We'll get to him in just a little bit, him and Michael Bunting. Um, Victor Hedman, we know, is not 100%. And it looks like, it absolutely looks like Andre Vasilevsky is frustrated and ticked off. We'll break that down in a little while as well. But guess what? Here we go. We right now have Kerfoot as the game winner in overtime. Who took that one? Who had Kerfoot getting that one done? I'm telling you right now, Alexander Kerfoot, they talk about him in the room. They say he's the most chirped and most loved guy in the Maple Leafs dressing room. And you can see why. Everybody's pulling for the guy. This guy is, you know, just taking it. By, from Leaf fans, left, right, and center. He's good defensively. He does things that other guys don't do without the puck. But unfortunately, you know, as far as scoring, he does not get it done. He does not do those things to score that big overtime goal. It was huge for everyone involved, especially Mr. Alexander Kerfoot. Now, you look down the lineup and you start wondering, with Bunting being available, who may come out? Well, it's not going to be Matthew Nyes. Uh, Sheldon keeps saying, no, this player has earned himself a role, earned himself a spot, and earned himself the right to be in the Maple Leafs lineup. Now on a line with John Tavares and Mitch Marner. Talk about, finally, the Maple Leafs having some playoff depth. And so many people were worried about Matthew Nyes coming into this lineup and being shell-shocked and shoved around and bodied because it is that playoff style of hockey, and it's way way more physical than it is when you're playing university hockey or any level he's probably ever been accustomed to. But no, 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 Matthew Nye said, no problem. Not only will I come in, but I'll still do what I did through those three regular season games. I will stick lift. I will dominate along the boards. I will make moves with confidence, and I will show you I can play with the big dogs if I have to. And on top of that, Matthew Nye's with the game saving save to be honest with you he kept that puck from going in i think if that one crosses the line the maple leaves do not mount that huge comeback that we saw they do not end up being the ones winning in overtime because that would have been the nail in the coffin there 
because that would have already you would have put them up just a little bit more and you know how Tampa was playing and they were buzzing what I did like to see and I'll say hey you know what Brandon Hagel when you're giving a intermission interview when you're giving an interview like that don't act like it's over it's not over until it's over it's not over until it's done. If you sit there and say, hey, uh, you know, it's exactly where we thought we'd be, da-da-da-da-da, we're the better team, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. No. You know, you don't do that. You fire up a squad. And I guarantee you that message got passed along and end up going to the Leafs locker room. And that's, you know, what happened. Mr. Austin Matthews stepping up and finally having himself one of those games where everyone said Austin Matthews needs to have, Austin Matthews needs to dominate, Austin Matthews needs to take this team and put it on his back. Well, Austin Matthews said, no problem, hold my beer, my friends, and they absolutely got it done. Austin Matthews, the wild tip, Austin Matthews with the snipe. Listen, I'm telling you right now, you look at the way those goals were scored. He put the team on his back. He said what he needed to say, and he got the damn job done. And that's what Austin Matthews needed to do. So I take my hat off to Austin Matthews. So many people outside of the Leafs fans and the Leafs organization saying this guy just can't get it done when it matters the most. It never never happens for him. Well, guess what? Austin Matthews, he strapped them boots on. He said, don't worry, I'm going to get this done right here. Put my work boots on, get her done, score two goals, and get this team into it. Absolutely into it. Now, a little bit of concerning news, Leafs Nation, and this is going to be maybe breaking for some. Um, Ilya Samsonov did his usual thing, you know, Comes out, takes a few shots, but he's laboring. He took a shot from, I think it was William Nylander, and he was laboring getting up at practice today and left shortly after. Now, that kind of makes the hairs on the back of my neck stand up. We all know that Ilya Samsonov is dealing with something. Would it not be nice for the Leafs to get this series done and maybe Boston and Florida to run themselves to seven and give Ilya Samsonov a little extra time to heal up and feel better because whatever's ailing him, obviously you see it in practice today. Uh, the video shown by TSN, he labored getting up and was very slow. Um, and like I said, not too long after Ilya Samsonov did leave practice, was which is not uncharacteristic for him. Um, he does, you know, do that a lot of times. Uh, and the Leafs saying that that was the plan, that he was going to leave at that minute mark. So, okay, all right, I'll take your word for it. But it does make me a little nervous when you see video of a guy, especially your starting goaltender, taking his time, getting up, wincing, and not looking 100% um, you know, in practice for the Leafs today. But the Leafs saying everything is good to go. He is fine. They have not made, surprisingly, they have not made Ilya Samsonov available to the media. Um, so they haven't fed him to the playoff wolves yet. I'm sure if the Leafs are able to do the damn thing, he will be available after that. Um, but, uh, if you go look on TSN, if you're looking for that video that I'm referencing right now, it was in the packet with, um, Gord Miller, um, and Chris Johnston. They were talking, uh, ringside. It's about two hours ago. The video dropped. Um, so they just show a little clip of him wincing. Chris uh, Johnston talking about that. So if you want to go see that clip, make sure you go check it out. Uh, 
but they are saying Sonar is okay. Uh, they are saying that he should play, no problem. Um, and the quote that he gave towards the end of the season to the, uh, you know, the basically the Russian machine never breaks, so to speak. Pretty funny stuff. Um, but then we'll, we're going to we're transition gears here to Sheldon Keefe. Sheldon Keefe, I love this. The, um, you know, the, the talking has been done a lot by Cooper, talking up the Leafs, talking up, you know, different aspects of Leafs Nation and different aspects of the, you know, players on the Leafs that should get it done. They can win. They may win this series, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, Sheldon Keefe talking about gamesmanship and, uh, you know, the way things were in game three. And, you know, I still see Mr. Shel- or Mr. Cooper going back and, and talking about those things and really nitpicking at those things. And I really think that Sheldon Keefe may have got underneath his skin, maybe gave him a little bit of um, a problem to think about and you know sheldon keith also being very coy with his lineup choices um you know basically saying every single time uh before the game that there may be changes maybe lineup changes we're not going to say anything until that time so maybe it is somebody who's very close to not being in the lineup you know coming out of the lineup um or maybe it's just somebody who takes the warm-up and feels good or maybe it's just pure absolute gamesmanship on the fact of Sheldon Keefe. The thing that I like today too, and I'm going to say this and a lot of Leafs nation, I know you're going to listen to this podcast and roll your eyes, but for me, I'm steady with it. And I put a tweet out today. It's, you know, it's, it's my opinion. So I'll stick to it. Um, that, you know, you go with the guys who got you to the dance. Bunting went out and you got suspended. You know, it could have went in the Leafs, uh, you know, non-favorable way, but it went favorable for the Leafs the last three games without him in the lineup. So I think these guys deserve the opportunity to run with the ball that they've created. These guys got you there. Go with the guys who got you to the dance. Michael Bunting is in the wings. If they lose game five, you bet your ass he's in game six. But I will tell you this, it may be, and I love, I love listening to uh, some some of the pundits like Marty Biron saying, you know, this may be the ultimate gamesmanship move by the Maple Leafs, the players, and Sheldon Keefe telling everyone until they're blue in the face that Michael Bunting is not playing. But then all of a sudden, Michael Bunting well, just happens to play. What would happen there? That would throw everybody for a loop. It'd be a great, fun thing. Um, but I'm pretty sure that Sheldon Keefe, and I'm 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 with this one. I'm pretty sure that um, Sheldon Keefe is not going to put Bunting in the lineup. Pretty sure he's going to stay with the guys who got him to the dance and did the damn thing uh, so far for the Maple Leafs. Speaking of Michael Bunting, he did leave some comments talking about the Cernak hit, how he did message Cernak and let him know, you know, his feelings on the hit and hoping that he gets a fast recovery. When asked and pressed about what the conversation was. Um, Michael Bunting declined, um, just said that conversation was between him and Eric Chernak, and he'll leave it at that. Um, you know, obviously Chernak may not be favorable to that conversation or happy about that conversation, but it is what it is at the end of the day. Um, you know, Michael Bunting reached out. He's supposed to, he feels bad, you know, as he referenced over 500 professional games, never had a suspension. Um, you know, so obviously it does suck, right? It does suck. On both sides of things, you want to see a healthy Eric Chernak in the lineup for the Bolts, and you want to see Michael Bunting not get suspended. But right now, 
we're at a 3-1 series lead for the Maple Leafs. And, you know, I'm sorry, Bunce. These guys got it to 3-1. They battled hard. Let them run with the rock. If they get it done, I'm sure you're back in the lineup for whoever the Leafs may face in round two if the Leafs can get this done. But one thing that we did see this week is a guy that I love. You all know that I love Big 8, Jake Muzzin. And Muzzin around this team, taking care of his guys, hyping everybody up, getting fired up for the run, having a great time. He was mentoring Michael Bunting all week long. And, you know, Bunting referenced that and said, hey, you know what? It was good to have him in my ear. He was the voice inside my head, you know, taking care of everything that I need to, uh, you know, kind of vent about and talk about and, and work my way through this stuff. So, you know, I love the fact that Muzzin's around these guys and just fire them up. I, I think Muzzin will make a great coach in, uh, you know, or a mentor or whatever it will be with some hockey team. I'm glad right now it's with the Maple Leafs um, doing that. That's that's awesome. It's absolutely great for, uh, for Jake Muzzin to be around this squad and do those type of things that the Leafs kind of need right now. Um, you know, I look at Cooper and I got to say, John Cooper, for all the experience and all the wealth of knowledge that he has, he looks really stressed. Like he looks really upset. Like um, he's not enjoying this whatsoever. He's very sarcastic and coy uh, with his answers. And, you know, and then uh, at the same time, he's pointed with some of them, like very pointed with some of them. Um, I'm looking at a guy like, um, you know, talking about Derek Lalonde, how he pointed out that very detailed thing about the tips and the long shots and how they had to adjust their defense. That was a very detailed explanation of things that will, you know, bother Andre Vasilevsky for shot wise. And he really broke that down to the minutia. And I was like, really, you know, just looking at that and how interesting that was. And then for John Cooper to come out and try to backtrack that. But then for Andre Vasilevsky to almost confirm it, you know, it was, it was wild to see that. And it's just in my mind, I'm like, you know, if Vasilevsky's talking about it in the same light that Lalonde is, obviously there's something to this. It's not just, you know, Hufflepuff, you know, there's something there. But um, yeah. And then John Cooper just just BSing his way through things, you know, and just being grumpy. It's just, it seems like they're all almost over the fact that they have to be in the playoffs. Like, you know, I just want to go to the NHL and I'm done. You know what I mean? Or not the NHL. I want to go to the cup and I'm done. But it, it to me, just, it just boggles my mind the way Cooper's handling the media and talking lately. Um, you know, he seems like a guy who's a little rattled. Speaking of rattled, Andre Vasilevsky um, must be rattled. Seems frustrated. They asked him today, what are you going to do about the Leaf screens? And he said, I don't know, buy a bleeping pair of x-ray goggles to see through them. Um, he's just, yeah, he just seems like he's, they all seem so frustrated. They all seem so upset and just over it. And then I'm not talking about like they just want to fold up and lose. I'm just saying they just seemed annoyed that they even have to deal with any of this and they should just be already on their way. But, uh, you know, I look at this and I say, hey, we have guys in that locker room who are finally standing up and going toe-to-toe with the guys over on Tampa, whether it's Shen calming the waters, whether it's guys like Zach Aston reese Sam Lafferty, Jake McCabe, go down the lineup. Everybody's standing a couple inches tall. Ryan O'Reilly doesn't back down from anybody either. I loved it. So 
I, uh, I love it. I love the way these guys are going after it. And then the next guy who's going after it for the Maple Leafs, how about Kyle freaking Dubas in the stands just lighting up Tampa Bay fans for chirping him. He chirped just as hard back. Uh, I'm fired up. I'm just so fired up. Dubas is in it. Everybody's in it. I'm loving it, guys. It's absolutely playoff hockey time. I love getting to do these shorter kind of podcasts, too, because I get to just, you know, talk about my points and have my fun and do my thing. Uh, And if you enjoy these and if you're in the lives, please go subscribe over on YouTube. Go check out uh, the podcast over wherever you get your favorite podcast. Please bump up the numbers. Have some fun with me. Get in there, subscribe, like, whatever it is, guys. We really want to see you, you know, listening in on the Offside Hockey Talk. We have great guests that come by from the NHL, all across hockey. It doesn't matter. Uh, it's it's perfect. You know what I mean? Just get in there. Um, so my game five, game five predictions, um, you know, it's crazy because I got the board still here from the other night, from the uh, the TikTok live, just having a great time with it, you know. Um, for tomorrow night, I'm going to call the Toronto Maple Leafs winning the game 4-2. It's going to be 3-2 close, and then it'll be 4-2 with an empty netter. The Leafs will seal the deal, uh, and it's just going to be uh, pure pandemonium. And I guarantee you the next uh, the next big chirp coming from all the different fans and all the different fan bases, especially my, uh, my buddy over there, Mr. Jesse Pollock, that uh, – the Leafs aren't built for second-round hockey. Oh, I can definitely feel that chirp coming. The Leafs just aren't built for that second round, you know, that that crazy second round, how the, the physicality ramps up. I can hear it now. I can hear it now. So I'm saying right now it'll be the Maple Leafs, 4-2 tomorrow night in Toronto, shutting down the city of Toronto as the Leafs will do something they haven't done in a very long time, which is pick up the victory and get themselves into round two. Finally, the Leafs will slay the beast and get it done because they're checking all the boxes, win an OT, come back from 4-1, win an OT again. Now it's close out the series. Let's see what happens ladies and gentlemen i thank you very much for tuning in to the latest episode of offside hockey talk and you know the slogan it's offside hockey talk where the maple leafs and hockey come to talk